In August 2015, something strange began happening in the maternity wards of Recife, a seaside city perched on the northeastern tip of Brazil, where it juts out into the Atlantic. Doctors, pediatricians, neurologists, they started finding this thing we had never seen, said Dr. Selena M. Turchi, an infectious diseases specialist at the Oswaldo Cruz Foundation, Brazil's most famous scientific research institute. Children with normal faces up to the eyebrows, and then you have no foreheads, she continued. The doctors were saying, well, I saw four today, and, oh, that's strange, because I saw two. Some of the children seemed to breastfeed well and did not seem to be ill, she said. Others cried and cried in a weird high-pitched wail as if they were in constant pain and could not be comforted. Some had seizures, one after the other, their tiny bodies racked by spasms. If the seizures lasted long enough, they could disrupt the baby's breathing and heartbeat. Those babies often died after a few days. Others seemed unable to flex their arms and legs, or their eyes jumped around erratically, not seeming to focus, perhaps not seeing anything. Others did not react to noises and appeared to be deaf. Others could not swallow. If they did not get intensive care and feeding through nose tubes, they too soon died. As the horrified doctors compared notes, one thing stood out. Many of the mothers mentioned that months earlier they had had the doença misteriosa, Portuguese for the mystery disease, that had first appeared nine months earlier in Recife, Salvador, Natal, and Fortaleza, the cities of Brazil's arid northeast. Back then, the disease had not seemed a big deal. Everyone appeared to have the symptoms an itchy pink rash, fever and chills, bloodshot eyes, headaches, and joint pains. Nonetheless, many people had gone to local clinics or emergency rooms because they were worried. The symptoms looked like the beginning of a few diseases known to kill people. They looked like early malaria or yellow fever. They looked most like the first symptoms of dengue, a disease Brazilians feared because of its unique power to deliver the double tap. The first time you got dengue, you were miserable. It was called breakbone fever because it felt as if someone had taken a sledgehammer to your arms, legs, and neck. Still, you usually recovered. It was a second bout that could kill you. A second infection, with a different one of dengue's four strains, was worse and had a chance of turning into dengue hemorrhagic fever. As with Ebola, you bled from your nose and your mouth, under your skin, and from your organs. If you got hemorrhagic fever, you usually died. And the number of cases was soaring. It was a powerful El Nino year, with both temperatures and rainfall much higher than normal. The mosquitoes were intense. Brazil had 1.6 million cases of dengue in 2015, nearly triple the 2014 caseload. Everyone knew someone who had had it, and nearly 1,000 would go on to die of it. But the doesa misteriosa had not been dengue. The rash and fever and headaches were unpleasant, but they did not get worse. No one died of it, unless the person was already seriously ill with something else. 
almost no one was hospitalized. People went home from the hospital and told their families, the doctors say it's not serious. They gave me pills for the headache and there's no cure, but they say I'll get better in a few days. And even if the kids get it, they'll be okay. It was often misdiagnosed. Rumors attributed it to something in the water. Doctors thought it was an allergy, a parvovirus, or rubiola, or fifth disease, whose classic sign is called slapped cheek because it gives children bright red cheeks. In May 2015, when the Cruz Foundation finally said it was an obscure African virus called Zika, the health minister in Brasilia sighed in relief. Zika doesn't worry us. Dr. Arthur Chioro told reporters, it's a benign disease.